0: Welcome to Focus on 2025. I'm Michael Moore in Singapore, and with me are my two partners, Chris Beaumont in Japan and Chris Riley in the United States. Focus on 2025's expertise is in the strategic development of leadership narratives so as to help business prepare for the opportunities that will emerge by 2025. Ethics. Culture and the power of transformation will be at the heart of the changes which are coming for all businesses. And context is critical for those strategic leadership narratives. And often not considering context is the biggest barrier to change inertia and stasis. Indeed, as we've talked about previously, we are not in an era of change, we are in a change of eras. To that point, in our most recent podcast, we talked about work satisfaction, mental health, and the fact that corporate responsibility must be geared very much towards removing stress and avoiding toxic cultures. For example, the relentless productivity culture of TikTok, as has been so widely reported in the press recently. So Chris Riley, with this as a backdrop or context, what to do and how?
1: The experience of running a business and the culture of a business is a parallel to what's going on in society. So when society change changes, the culture of business has to change. Otherwise, we'd all be sitting in large rooms at desks with somebody at the front telling us what to do. So if you look at the wider societal changes that are going on in the world, they're the obvious ones. Gender equality, et cetera, care about the environment and all of this kind of really important stuff. So unless the culture of a company reflects that it's going to be out of sync with society itself a friend of mine called Eamon kelly uh, who's a wonderful strategist he's now at deloitte uh, but he he once pointed out that if you've got your inner values aligned with how you express yourself in the world you're mentally unwell and as a consequence most corporations in america are mentally unwell and i would kind of totally reflect that which is You have to align the corporate culture, you have to align the experience of work, you have to align the way you treat human beings with how you want to be seen in the culture and how you want to react to the culture. So this to me is like a very interesting subject which could go way longer than three minutes we have today. But when you see companies described as being toxic and then you have a look at the nature of that toxicity, what you typically find is things which were accepted only 10 years ago, 20 years ago, but today are not acceptable. Uh, Before this um, podcast, we talked about the horror show called Victoria's Secret. 20 years ago, that wasn't a horror show. That was how women experience work, and they are no longer imagining they will experience it today and they should not experience that today so this alignment between what's happening in society and how you evolve a corporate culture seems to me to be at the center of this conversation
0: so uh, on so building on that thought that that the office is is a tool and not the center of work Chris Beaumont what's your spin on this
2: Well, it's not really about location, but I think more importantly, picking up on what Chris has just said, is that work is actually less important in in people's overall lives. But there are pressures on leaders to sustain their business. So it becomes ever more important to have the culture that can attract and retain talents. So don't hire for skills, hire for attitude and personality. You can always teach the skills. So I think the culture is where you should have mistakes Making mistakes can be applauded, as long as we learn. And the only risk in my experience is to take no risk. But the leader should show truth and transparency in their strategic thinking and their strategic leadership narrative um, so that they share the choices they make um, to all of their constituencies. And I have a personal bias. The support to that should be fact-based. It should be open, it should be transparent. But of course you've got to overcome information overload because that we know leads to mistrust. So I think I'm increasingly interested in data storytelling to help the narrative, to deal effectively with the future. So we going forward need to have the reality. How do we react to the inevitable conditions of uncertainty and risk? As a statistician, I think if you can understand uncertainty That is better than being deterministic. And we should leverage it with transparent data from reliable and trustworthy sources. And of course, there will be disputes, but settle them quickly. Don't fan the fire. Work through disagreements effectively. Uh, For me, it's never going to be a debate in school. And we also have to think, how are we going to help our people gain new skills? So we have to redesign work so that it's continuously learning. It's going to be collaborative, it's going to be multidisciplinary. And then if you say what is good work, then maybe you need to pivot and think about evidence of community, uh, cohesion and social infrastructure. That's the context that can mitigate against shocks and maybe enhance our resilience. Um, We just have to counter inequalities, in my view, and be more collaborative and more part of a community.
0: So, what all this uh, means or implies uh, for business is that corporate social responsibility takes on a much more tangible meaning and must be part of the strategic leadership narrative. Uh, and this really reinforces a new urgency for strategic narratives, which are grounded in a positive vision of sustainable business beyond 2025. And that is something we will continue to discuss on Focus on 2025.